0: Welcome back to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Mason Ziegler of the Gardener's Workshop, and thanks so much for joining me here today. And I've kind of been on a roll, y'all. We are in mid December, and at this time of the year, I just really get inundated with all types of row cover questions. And What has become really clear to me through my own experience as well as listening to others is that most of us aren't even aware of all of the many uses of the row covers. That's why I kind of named this episode Row Covers More Than Cold Protection because that's what we all kind of learn about them first most often. People call them frost cloth. Um, as well as having other different names in different regions, but row, floating lightweight row covers are one of the most useful tools that we use in our garden. And before we start talking about this, so i have um, I've done I think a Facebook live in the last few days. I did a clubhouse chat about this, and of course, I always get questions on my Instagram live. Um, And I would love for you to connect with me there live. So on Wednesdays, 1130 a.m. Eastern time on Instagram live. And then a little while after that at one o'clock p.m. Eastern time, I'm on Clubhouse. And you have opportunities at both of those times to connect with me. And um, I would just love to hear from you. So as the kind of the first season of my podcast is coming to an end and y'all, it's been amazing. I've had over 160,000 downloads. I'm still pretty, you know, like fanning myself over that. Um, I just appreciate y'all so much. And as we're heading into season two and we have a lot of fun stuff planned and a lot of just some changes and additions, and it's just going to really be great. And as I was trying to think, you know, what, what, what am I doing? What is the purpose of everything that I do? And, you know, what it all kind of boils down to is that I just have such a passion for farming and gardening but even not necessarily greater, but just as strong is I have that um, gene in my pool to help and empower other people and particularly those people that feel defeated. Mm-hmm. And I've oft- I find that in my, you know, teaching and meeting people, you know, all those years that I traveled speaking and meeting up with the folks that attended afterwards, I think most people feel defeated because they jump in, not feet first, but head first. And a lot of times that doesn't go very well, right? We have to really get our foundation set before we can start doing all the fun stuff. You know, one way that I really think about this because I know that I do this. I mean, I am the worst. When it's time to paint a room, you pay, you want to paint your bedroom, let's say. And you're taking down all the pictures off the walls and you know you're going to do that different, so guess what? Those holes need to be repaired. They need to be fixed. Um maybe there's some, you know, little imperfections on your walls that you want to repair and fix but you just don't want to take the time to do that. And you convince yourself that, oh, you know what? That is the teeniest little hole. I'm just going to paint the room without fixing the hole. And if it needs something, I'll do something later. Famous I am for doing this. And then When you paint, you get that beautiful new color on the wall that you've chosen that you're just so anxious to get up and move on, right? I mean, we want to paint the walls, put up drapes, get bedspreads, whatever, pillows, whatever, the fun stuff, the icing on the cake, right? That's the like the big bang in the end, but we don't take those necessary foundation steps, and then you paint the walls and guess what? Those little teeny imperfections are like they have a spotlight on them now because the walls are so beautiful until you see the holes and cracks and imperfections. And, you know, that is what I feel like my podcast and my all of my teachings are about is about helping those people that want to get started, whether it's Growing and enjoying cut flowers or growing and selling and building a business is to help you get started with a rock solid foundation because friends, I am here to tell you that when you, the peace of mind that you get from doing it that way gives you so much ambition and empowerment that you can tackle anything then, you know, it's like when you see those people that are just nailing it, I can tell you they spent the time sooner or later to build that foundation, to build their business on. And, you know, that's kind of one thing that I think is so different about our courses is that we aren't about, I mean, We certainly have images and videos in them, but it's really about the backside business stuff. And that's the missing piece for so many people. And we try to create in a way and deliver it in a method that is super enjoyable. But anyway, y'all, I've gone down a rabbit hole, right? Um, So I want you to realize that if you have been a person that's been defeated, I feel like that happens because we make it way more complicated than it needs to be because we start at the end instead of the beginning. That really makes things crazy, y'all. And um, I just welcome you here. And that's what season two is going to be all about. And I'm really excited about that. So, Row covers, which, you know, that's what I'm supposed to be talking about here today, right? Is one of those tools that I feel like is so essential for those folks that I'm talking to. Because, you know, I don't know if you're like me. I'm an urban small farm in the middle of the city. I cannot have hoop or greenhouses. I do everything out in the garden. And guess what? I have figured out how to take what I thought used to be Lemons and made lemonade out of it because now I couldn't be happier that I don't have structures on my small farm. Um, that I'm now in a different place in life after growing for 24 years. I am glad that I'm doing it all in a garden and I did it really well and I did it really profitably. Um, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with houses, by golly, there are a lot of years that I pined away to have hoop houses during rainy seasons but I found ways around that. And I'm just here to say, you could do it too. So let's talk about the many uses of row cover. Um, And when I'm talking about row cover, row cover, what is row cover, right? Row cover is uh, an an agricultural fabric that is made to be used outside in the elements. Most importantly, it withstands UV rays, meaning it doesn't just fall apart after, you know, a month in the sun. Sun, the UV rays is really, really, really tough on products, meaning like plug trays and all of those things, weight bags, all those things that sit outside typically for extended periods of time. So row cover is an agricultural fabric that's made to withstand UV rays It comes in many different weights. That's how they kind of gauge it. And I use, and when you hear me talking about it, you can assume that's what I'm talking about. The lightweight AG-19, which I believe I'm not even going to say what the weight is because you know what? I really, we've always just called it AG-19. It is typically the lightest weight. Um, it allows eighty-five percent of sun, water, and light to penetrate it when it's installed, and so I feel like the AG nineteen is the most versatile and has the most options. Because if I need more protection, I can double it, but yet I can use it um, in warmer conditions um, for things like pest control or pest prevention, um, and. So that's what fl- they oftentimes we call it floating row cover because in fact this row cover is so light that you can use it without hoops. However, I will tell you there are a lot more uses for it when you do install hoops and use it um and use them. But you can use it without the heavier row covers are a little bit less friendly to be used in that way. So, that's what row cover is. Um, And the different, the more, the heavier the weight, the more cold protection it offers. So, for instance, the Ag-19, the lightweight that I use, offers four degrees of cold protection. That means if it's going down to 28 that night, technically, if you cover your plants, they will think it's only 32 degrees. Um, It doesn't always work out exactly like that, but that's a general rule to follow. So the different weights offer that. Um, So, But what I'm about to tell you is I really don't use it. I use it far more for other uses than for just cold protection, although cold protection is definitely one of those things. And so who could use row cover? Well, really anybody, home gardener, farmer, um field grower in a garden, even in hoop houses, people in houses use row cover in addition to the house to actually get more protection Partic- um primarily I believe because you know I don't have first hand experience there, right it's for cold protection, so anybody can really really use it and uh, what I have found to be so true for me is I 100% underestimated the power of a lightweight row cover. Um, When I started exploring more than just for cold protection, I found that it really ramps up what you can do in a garden. And I do attribute my huge success with growing Cool Season hardy Annuals, a.k.a. Cool Flowers, um, because of my... Um, fear back in the beginning when I was first, you know, experimenting with cool season hardy annuals and figuring out how to grow them and what to do with them and when to plant them. I was so afraid they were going to die as I know so many people. I still fight that fear, y'all. Still fight that fear. Um, I, that's when I started using it so much thinking, oh my gosh, I got to put little blankets on my plants. Well, what I found was not only if I grow the right, if I grow the cool season hardy annuals that are winter hardy in my zone, they don't need the cold protection, but by golly, they certainly benefit and excel even more when I provide a little TLC for them with a row cover. So I think folks really underestimate the power um, of what row covers can do for you. So let's talk about that next, y'all. I'm, I'm kind of jumping around on my little list here, so I'm having to check it off. Um, you know, I am such a paper girl. If I could just... There is definitely a beneficial in learning um, and taking notes, writing. They know that actually writing it down gives you more memory of it than putting it into a digital device. Um, And I am such a paper person. That's why in my course, actually, I tell people, when you do some of the exercises that I recommend, it's like, do not do this on a device. Do it on paper. There's something about it falling out of your brain, onto your shoulder, and rolling down your arm and out your hand on a pen or pencil That benefits you like nothing else. So actually, I'm sitting here looking at a piece of paper, the same piece of paper that I used to do my Facebook Live and my clubhouse, and I had it for my Ask a Flower Farmer this week. Um, And so I'm kind of jumping around on that. So let's talk about why would you use a row cover? What are some of these uses? So we know that it's made It's intended use um, is for cold protection, is like to push the limits of whatever you're doing, whether it's to start a little earlier than you really are supposed to in your garden with a particular planting or to extend your season. Um, So we do know that floating row cover or row cover um, can help give you some cold protection. But I want to share with you some of the uses that I use it for that this has led me to have enough row cover, y'all, that I can cover my entire farm. When we had an acre and a half in production, I had enough row cover to cover everything on my farm because I never wanted to be caught without. How many emails has our, has the gardener's workshop received um, from someone that has placed an order on our online garden shop that emails us right after they placed their order and said, oh my gosh, I just placed an order for floating row cover kits or whatever, hoops, weight bags, whatever piece of the puzzle or all of it. And I'm expecting deep cold this weekend and I'm so afraid for my plants. Can you expedite my shipment quicker? I know that urgency, y'all. And that's why I'm saying to you, as you become a more seasoned grower and gardener, you soon learn the joy of all this is, is to plan a little bit more ahead. And I understand when people have those problems and we certainly try to help those people out, but having their tools ready and waiting helps you sleep better at night, right? So, I have enough row cover. And I'll tell you this other thing. I always have extra. (laughs) So um, why do we use row cover? So obvious is the cold thing, right? Um, When I use um, row cover with that sole purpose in mind is when things happen, like for instance, um, you know, I typically only grow the cool, I only fall plant the cool season hardy annuals, aka cool flowers that are winter hardy in my zone. I only fall plant those things. I try not to do heroics. I have learned there's far too much good stuff for me to plant in volume. That do really well and just do well with a little extra TLC instead of me having to do heroics, like, for instance, provide cold protection for something that's not hardy in my zone for the winter. So, but you know, as has been happening these last few years, we will all of a sudden get one of those polar vortexes coming through where we're going to have deep dive cold that we might not be so necessarily familiar with, right? Our plants. And so I'll double cover for a specific amount of time during the winter when that happens. And it's not necessarily all of my cool flowers, but those most vulnerable ones for me in my zone. So that's when I really use perhaps those row covers that get rips in them or holes in them that they do perfectly fine to be the second layer or even the third layer, depending on how bad it's gonna be. Um, so I will definitely keep those damaged row covers for that use for cold. But what I primarily use row cover for in the single layer are is that wind protection during winter. We just totally underestimated how powerful blocking the wind and concentrating those sunny winter days Um, underneath the, just think about it y'all. So of course we, for all of our transplanted beds, we always use the bio 360, which is the biodegradable um, mulch film, which means it looks just like plastic, but it's made out of a corn byproduct and it is actually incorporated into the soil at the end of that crop's um, life. We use it with the black side up for when, for fall planting and very early spring planting. So we benefit from a little bit of extra soil warming. So think about this: black side up, hoops, row covers installed, sunny days. I don't care if it's twelve degrees outside or twenty five or thirty five. When you have sunny days in those conditions, I bet you, I mean, in my mind, y'all know how I go down these, these imagination stories. Um, I just imagine the ground beetles, some of these great beneficial, beneficial insects in there, you know, they've pulled their lawn chairs out. They're laying in the sun with their shades on because we have created like, A you know, palm beach like condition underneath there, even though it's winter out. I think, under those conditions, the soil warms up or stays a little warmer than that part that's not experiencing the row cover and the film. Um, I think that the roots grow a little bit, I think that the foliage stays in much better condition, and I find that those cool flowers tend to be, um, more abundant. They bloom perhaps a smidgen earlier. They are just happier and healthier. And that's called cuddling your cool flowers, um, and everybody that lives there. And that goes for the bad guys too. But guess what friends, the good guys need bad guys to eat. So, um, That's why we row cover our cool flowers. It's not that I grow cool flowers that need cold protection. I want to give my cool flowers the very best conditions with these low tunnels that are made out of wire hoops, lightweight row cover, and weight bags. And you also, I might want to add that we live in a super windy site. Um, and I just don't have trouble with um, my row covers coming up. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. So row covers are far more for cold. They're also for just general winter growing conditions. And then I want to suggest um, the one of the summer uses that I use row cover for. is you know, we do grow a fair amount of vegetables here on our farm for those the workers are our, our team members, um, and we, of course, just love eating in season. We fight as a southern farmer. I'm in the mid-Atlantic in southern Virginia, and some of the pests that we fight are squash bugs, um, bean beetles, and flea beetles, and so flea beetles are a real problem on eggplant. Bean beetles are a real problem on our bush beans, which we grow a lot of, and of course, squash bugs um, are you know a problem on squash plants. All of which we we don't grow that much eggplant, but we do it. And we we have learned that as soon as we plant those crops, we immediately plant them. Like you plant the bean seed, and we cover the bed right away. We plant our our squash plants. The row cover is on by the end of the day, um, and the row cover stays on those crops until they are blooming. Um, and you, if you need to do maintenance on those plants, you just literally push the row cover back, do what you've got to do, and re- immediately cover it. What you're doing is blocking access to those plants by those pests. And that breaks the entire cycle, y'all. The, you know, when the bean beetle lays its eggs. The first flush of bean beetles is not a huge damaging problem. It's all the eggs that those bean beetles lay that then start to hatch and cause damage about the time your first harvest comes in, that they obliterate your plants. They just destroy them. And that's what you're preventing. You know, so if you uncover your squash or your beans and then the pest gets on them, you have mature plants that are already on the verge of bearing fruit. Even if they get started, by the time the problem really starts, you're done. And what happens is you break the cycle. You break the volume of pests. Um, And so I talk about that in my book, Vegetables Love Flowers. You know, that's a three-season cutting garden book that shares the benefits of how flowers help vegetables. It's not about growing vegetables, y'all. And it's about these types of steps um, that I follow in my garden. So um, I'm just checking everything off. Um, We use the row cover mostly in fall, winter, and very early spring. But as I just mentioned, they can definitely be used in summer um, for things. So how do you use row covers? So the number one thing I want everybody to always remember, these lightweight low tunnels that you make um, with this lightweight row cover are not for snow and ice storms. You always 100% of the time take the row covers down when snow or ice storms are forecasted because the tunnels will collapse. They're not made for those conditions. And here's the thing snow and ice without the row cover will encapsulate your planting and your plantings and will provide far more protection. But if you leave that row cover on and the tunnel collapses and you have that fabric between the snow or ice and your plants, it suffocates them and you will have a mushy mess when it's all over. Snow and ice provide far more protection than your row covers do. So do not be afraid. If they're forecasting and you're not sure, take them down. It's better to be safe than sorry. We, um, so I have used and still do use the floating row cover without hoops. When do I do that? Um, if it's short term use, like for instance, if I'm direct sowing in my garden, um, in fall, sometimes I'll put row cover down on top of it. That works the same way that I use wide weave burlap, um, on soil blocks to get surface sown seeds to germinate better like snapdragons and celosias. Um, so... You can use it then, so it's only on for a short period of time. You're using it to retain moisture. Um, I have also used it on the bush beans, direct sewing bush beans, um, and literally allowing the beans to just push up the row cover, leaving it loose enough for that to work. So you can use row cover without hoops, but I have found that there's far more benefit to using hoops. Um, I used to use, y'all know I'm married to a man that owns a plumbing company, Um, and so back when I first started, before um, access to all these hoops that we now have access to, I used what's called PEX, P-E-X pipe. That is a flexible, inner roll, PVC-type pipe, and I would, Steve would bring home a 100-foot roll, and I would cut it like into... 60 to 70 inch pieces and then half inch pipe or our quarter inch pipe um, pieces and push it into the ground. But I will tell you that when I found pre-arched number nine wire hoops, I found that the tunnels, it was much easier to push into the ground. And if you use, um, I use the, our Atlas nitrile coated gloves to push them in and they grip it really well. Um, I actually have a pair of gloves that I use for gripping jobs, meaning that I don't use it for all my other garden chores, which kind of wears the nitrile out. If you keep a pair where you're just using for those gripping jobs, I can't tell you how much easier it is to push them into the ground. So I find that the wire is sturdier because it's got a smaller diameter um, in the ground and it's easier to push in. You can find those on, you can find everything I'm talking about on thegardenersworkshop.com. The row cover, the weight bags, the hoops, and the gloves. Um, So we put the hoops about every eight to 12 feet. It just depends on what I'm doing and how many hoops I have. Um, I also have enough hoops to hoop my entire farm. Um, it's really nice to have the more hoops, the stronger and sturdier your, or the closer together they are, the sturdier it is. So, but as a basic rule, eight to 12 feet, put the hoops in. Um, I also stick the hoop feet into the bed, right on the edge of the bed instead of in the rows. That makes for easier passage in your rows. Um, We try to have not so wide pathways and that's another part of that Um, and then we use the lightweight row cover. You want the row cover to be, I find that making our row cover about, um, you know, four to eight feet longer than the bed at each end, Um, and, you know, we try to make all of our beds a uniform length so that everything is interchangeable, and we do not use any kind of um, stakes or clips for actually holding the row covers down. We have found that those just are not effective in a windy site like we have. So we use what are called sandbags, literally, and they're filled with either rocks, sand, or soil. If you have a big enough farm that you can fill it with soil, that is the best choice. But I don't have soil to give up. Um, So we use gravel. Um, The sandbags, just like everything else, has a UV life. And so when our bags are not in use, we try to put, pile them and cover them in a silage tarp or a landscape fabric um, just to protect them from the UV rays. And we find using the sandbags with 15 pounds of product in them, you know, fill one, weigh it, and that'll give you your model to follow. And my method that has kept our row covers down through windstorms, I mean, nothing's going to keep them down if you have 60 mile an hour wind y'all, but if you're having days of wind like we have done here on numerous occasions, um, I put a, a weight bag at the foot of every hoop. So that means two at the end. And in addition, at the end, there's one bag that's at the very end. So there's three weight bags at each end of the bed and then there's a weight bag at the foot of every interior hoop. So you need to have enough weight bags for that. And when you do that, you just don't have any, I mean, I can't tell you how many years of ripping up row covers and fighting them constantly until I finally figured out you just have to have heavy enough weights and enough of them in enough spots that it'll keep them down during anything. Um so that is how we keep the row covers down and I will put a um link underneath the show notes to the product page for the row cover and there is a video there of me putting it down. Um and I actually did also do it um I did it live on my Facebook Live, and you'll find that, um, and I'll put the Facebook link. You can go straight to my Facebook page. Just go to the videos, and I would have done that December, I'm thinking, y'all, December 13th or 14th of 2021. That's the Facebook Live. Um, Near the end is where I actually did it in the garden live on about a 55-foot bed, with light wind conditions, um, and I talk all about that. So, that's kind of how I actually do that. And the other thing is to how to take care of your row covers. It is definitely true that row covers are not as sturdy as they were 10 years ago. They are easier to rip, but I will tell you that I maintain our lightweight row covers for years. It's all about how you handle it handle them, and store them. We store them in a storage building when they're not in use. Um, And how I collect them to store them is we literally just roll them up. Um, And it's not really neat. (laughs) Yeah, we roll them up in a ball and we store, um, we corral all the same lengths together to make it easier um, to use them. And, you know, I just... I think row covers are priceless. I think that they're one of the most underused tools that we have. And um, I just think that they are incredibly useful. And um, so if you want to learn more about them, you can head over to gardenersworkshop.com The video's there. Um, and you'll find them. We sell them in rolls. We sell short pieces for gardeners, big rolls in volume for um, growers, And friends, I just, another piece of the pie, you know, I think that people, there's so much for you to learn when you are going from a gardener to a farmer. I don't want you to feel discouraged. I just want you to realize that every day you're going to learn something new. I still learn. I mean, that's the point, right? We're all still learning. And, um, that's what it's all about. So friends, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would love for you to share it with your friends. That really helps us. You can copy this link from your favorite podcast, um, or even from our website over on my website. Um, the field and garden blog and podcast is there and all the podcasts are there and are easy to, um, to share and invite your friends to listen. And, um, If you post a review, you just don't know how happy that makes me on your podcast app that you listen, because the more reviews we get, the more they show my podcast to people that are looking for gardening and farming podcasts, and it just helps me so very, very much. So friends, you know, winter is the time for learning, and I'm glad you're here. Until we meet again, friends. Ciao.